Hey everybody, welcome to Lauren.Live. I've got Tandy Gutierrez with me in Brooklyn. What's up? Hey, Hey. thank you for having me. Absolutely. So good to have you on the show. So Tandy um, has a lot going on and a lot to offer. She uh, She's a healer. She's the um, founder of Unicorn Wellness, which we'll get into. She'll talk about that. She does tarot card reading, and she's all about like movement, fitness, and spirituality. So um, I'm going to let her really t- tell you all about that kind of stuff, but um, we're going to touch on tarot card reading. I really told her, I was like, I want to talk more about that because I've been hearing a lot about it, and I've actually never had it done. So let's dive into that. But first, I would love if you would just give an intro on yourself and then Mm -hmm. also just a little, your spiritual journey. How did you get into this stuff? How did you realize, Hey, I like might have some intuitive gifts and and healing abilities. Um, and then we'll just, we'll chat about whatever else comes up. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, my, about a little bit about myself, I've really been in the fitness and wellness industry for over 20 years now. That's a funny thing to say. Um, But I started off as a performer, as a dancer and a singer and moved into teaching Pilates. Um, It was not a path I chose at all. It was a path that continued to present itself to me. And it became a place where it was much easier to work there, much more rewarding, much healthier to work there in between shows and in between gigs um, rather than in a bar or a restaurant scenario, um, the healing work resonated with my soul. And it just kind of took me on a path from teaching and training, um, like in a studio level to then becoming the first regional manager for Equinox Fitness in Southern California down the road. So I had celebrity clientele. I managed the group fitness program there, you know, and trained the teachers and then had my own client base there. Um, but within that career path and pattern, I'm a mom, I have two sons, I have a stepson and I had my own wellness journey as well. So there was a lot of injuries, a lot of physical struggles that culminated in finally being diagnosed with celiac and a thyroidectomy and IBS. But between all of those things converge to what I teach and what we launched in 2013. So we launched an online wellness studio, you know, almost nine years ago when it was super not the cool thing to do um, because I wanted to bring an offering that was accessible, that was much more calm and kinder and with a lot more intellect, but also with heart to it. So this becomes about the spiritual journey, right? That I was always very drawn to the occult, right? Um, I grew up in a very religious family. I'm originally from Oklahoma. I was raised Seventh-day Adventist. And that's already a little side eye from people of like, is that a cult? Like, what is this? (laughs) And so I come from a blend of like very religious doctrine with a grandmother who was like super woo-woo, like woke up every morning, journaled out all of her dreams, kept all of her journals, you know, for so many years, talked to her guardian angels would call me, send me letters in college of like, I dreamed about this. You need to be aware of this. Like I'm worried about this, or there was this insight. So it was just part of the mix, but it was very confused. And then there became a point in the path where I was 16, I could drive. And I ended up at this, you know, hashtag, like in quotations, new age bookstore. And it just felt like coming home. You know, it was like there were books on astral travel and there was Louise L. Hayes, you can heal your life. And then Wayne Dyer's work. And it was just like, it all resonated as truth. And so I started meditating on my own and I had a deck of tarot cards. Then there was a tarot reader that I got connected with who read angel cards. So it was this language and this mixed language of spirituality and guardian angels that was comfortable to me that really began it. And so that first point was she did a reading at one point where she was like, you're a reader. This is what you're going to spend your life doing. And I was like, uh, you know, I'm 16. (laughs) 
way. What do you do with that? Um, and I did embark on it. I took it very seriously. It resonated at the heart level. And then there, you know, about two years later, there was a moment with my mom that she was like, you know, caught me meditating mm. in the house. And it was absolutely not okay. This was very much literally the devil's work um, and not okay. That language was just, there were layers of it. I knew the truth of it, but it wasn't enough for me to go warrioring for it at that point. So it's work and things that have come in and out of my life. I then, you know, became a teacher after being a performer and around the age of 32 and 43. Now it just got really loud. And that story is kind of too long to tell, but we moved into a house that was haunted. Um, And when we were putting books away, like when we'd moved, my deck of tarot cards from my teens fell out and there were cards like in random books that kept appearing. Wow. And I just thought this is too loud. Yeah. Like I just always recognized those pieces. And at that point I began a practice again and started it personally was making a lot of difference. It reached a level very quickly that then I pulled it into sessions with my clients and they were kind of blown away, right? Like people anticipate and think it's going to be silly, made up, disconnected, just weird. And it has so many negative connotations to it. But what they all came to was like, it's just helpful. So let's keep doing that. And because my practice kept getting deeper and the call was just really loud in meditation, it was gifted to me, Unicorn Wellness, the name to transition the name of the business, to really put it into the forefront that for true authenticity, I had to integrate all of myself into this work. And that's essentially where we are today. Wow. Okay. Remind me, sorry. I know you said it. How long has Unicorn Wellness been around? The online wellness studio, we've been around since 2013. Okay. And so it's taken about three rebrands and reiterations. The work has continued to be the same. We just kept layering and adding it in and we changed the name. I think it's been four years ago now. And I really was annoyed because it was such a cutesy name. And I was like, this is, I would not have chosen this. Right. And the, you know, the guidance was like, uh, we don't care. This is what you're doing. This is what's (laughs) going to be. Yeah, totally. Cool. Well, we're going to get more into that in a second, but I want to touch on a few things from your story, which is super cool and unique. Um, being, cause I've had a few guests on too, and I have friends that are, are very, you know, strict Christians. And I went to a Christian school. Like I'm very familiar with the faith. I've been in it myself, not deeply, but for a short time in my life. And like I said, I have good friends still that practice. And, um, how did you find that transition from going from a pretty strict conservative to your mom being like, you know, that's the devil's work. Cause I've actually had friends where I've told them like, I'm seeing like chakra colors when I meditate. And like, I tell them like, it's all the good stuff, like happy, love, forgiveness, like all the stuff that you study and you're saying, you know, religion, it's like yep. happy, good stuff. And, um, and they're like, Oh, I just worry. That's like Satan at work. And I'm like, no, like, it's so not, you know? And like, what did you do with that? Like, how did you make it your own and like have the confidence to like move into a different spiritual path? I, in full honesty, had a pretty traumatic upbringing and background in a lot of ways. Um, So there were so many pieces that were already putting chinks in the armor of that being what was a fit for me in the integrity of the parents who raised me. So I'm adopted. It was a very abusive situation. It was also a lot of, um, there were my father was the largest independent grocer in Oklahoma. So there was a lot of money involved. And so again, that like takes the sheen, like a lot of things are excused because of that. And then he went to federal prison. So there were so many breakdowns of like the choices they were making and the the pace that they were going, that it was another layer that the religion that they were practicing wasn't serving. Uh-huh. Right. And there was so much anger in my household that it, it took me a long time. That's for sure. To like come out of the witch closet. I mean, it, it really did. It was a coming out. It, it impacted my business. It impacted my career. Um, it was definitely a thing. 
but you asked earlier, like how I knew my intuition has earnestly always been so strong. I have been in very um, volatile, violent situations. And that little whisper, right, has honestly saved me every single time since I was a child. And because of my grandmother, because she had a different perspective and a different language around it. I, for some reason, it bred very early in me that like God, universe, goddess, that all of these narratives, they're narratives. And as humans, we want a story and a narrative to follow and we need one. But that at the heart of these pieces of spirituality, of religions, the ascended masters are the ascended masters. They came here to teach and there's many of them. And so I never saw one as right and the other as wrong. Right. It's like what resonates for me, what rings as truth, what works for me and what cultivates a path in my life that brings joy and abundance and healing and peace. And those things didn't. Right. Religion as a doctrine. I think we're pretty versed on how challenging that is in the shame category, particularly as women. So the transition for me took a long time, but earnestly was more, I mean, it's in there, that shame it's in there, you know, that you're bad, right? but it was not strong enough to hold it back. It felt better to be in it and to be practicing and to be helping and to feel like, Whoa, the people teaching and the the language felt very freeing and very empowering, which is not what religion felt like to me. Yes. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for explaining that because I'm sure there's lots of people as, you know, people are waking up every single day and uh, becoming more openly spiritual versus like, you know, specific denominations or not having any beliefs at all. And I know a lot of people feel shame or confusion. So your story is helpful. Well, and you did a great podcast, you know, about as far as like channeling Jesus and really Mm -hmm. perceiving it, you know, him as an ascended master and a teacher that's still accessible. And it's fascinating because I did grow up in a very religious you know, space, I have a lot of friends and family who are ministers Mm -hmm. and I've had conversations where some of the, them really do understand the crossover of energetics Mm -hmm. and like a certain narrative will work and others won't. And I've also had conversations where people are like blown away that, you know, Jesus Christ is not my personal savior in this lifetime and cannot understand how the conversation can still be had. And I'm like, if you think God and all the grand energetics can only come through one narrative yeah. line, yeah, it's too expansive. Yeah, it's and it's limiting at the same time, though. To just say this is the only way, there's so it's so vast, <laughs> it's so vast. Yes, I I totally hundred percent agree. And yeah, that's been a, a cool theme. That was what that podcast was about. It had two different guests and friends that have been telling me they've been channeling with Jesus, and I never thought that I always thought he was just this historical figure and like some think he's the you know the savior but I never really believed that for myself I thought he was like a good dude that was probably a clairvoyant of his time um but now hearing him coming through people right now it's really neat because and he's been coming through before just now but really I'm hearing more people talk about it since we're in this crazy time and we probably need some extra help so yeah I think that's really cool that um, there are totally so many different guides out there um, and different ways too. tarot card reading, energy healing, sound healing, you know, movement, meditation, uh, chakra clearing. Like there's so many ways to like clear yourself and get closer to source or however you want to explain it. So, um, okay, cool. Well, that's really fun to like hear your story. It's super unique. Um, and this is really random, but I was looking on your page and also above your mirror, you have, is it a little broom? Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about, um, cause I think it's, you're a, it says wellness, wellness, witch. Mm-hmm. but kind of describe in, in your words, like when you say, witch, like, what do you mean? Because there are people that like talk about witchcraft and I think it's seen as like a negative evil thing. But then at the same time, I've had conversations with people, the stuff that we're talking about now, if we were talking about this kind of stuff in like the 1800s, we'd be seen as witches and we'd be like killed. So absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So in so modern in, times, like what, what do you, like when you call yourself like a witch or healing, like what does that mean? Yeah. Well, to me, let's start with healing because I think that's the basis of my work is that healing is really just to make something better, right? Like it's just really succinct. 
better is better in a culture that strives for, you know, being the best. It's like, well, how about we just strive for better right now? You know, these tiny incremental steps that layer over time that create like big sweeping change. And so there's lots of ways to heal. You can heal through movement. I teach a Pilates based program. Pilates was created as a rehab program. It's a healing modality, right? It looks at the vessel and the structure of the bones and all of these pieces. And so the goal in anything that I'm teaching or bringing through is to make something better, right? To not feel alone. Like the 3D incarnation is hard and it's messy and it can be very ugly. And all the teeny bits that make it better are the sweetness of it. So as a wellness witch, um, the term and the the label of which is very important to me as someone who graduated from an all women's college. I'm, I'm definitely a feminist, you know, and the reclamation of that title is really important to us, right? Just like you said, if we were talking about these things at certain time periods, we would have been killed. Mm-hmm. This is about freedom of voice. This is about sovereignty. This is about empowered choice making, knowing who you really are at your gut level and going, I'm not out to hurt somebody. I'm standing within my own boundaries, my own sovereignty. And as I do that, and I learn to do that deeper and better, I help other women do that. I think when we get into the pieces of like spell casting and witchcraft, I think that's a great way to kind of go backwards. Like a spell, what is it? It's intention plus ritual. Mm. That's all. So we do spells er day, right? Like every day in mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. And totally. so like blowing your birthday candles out, sure. that is a spell, right. <laughs> you know, or like setting an Prayer. intention at yoga in your yoga mat, like, you know, yes. Yeah. And so I, everyday magic is so powerful because our thoughts and where we set our intentions really do set the course of how we react versus how we respond or how things turn out. So for me, a witch is really someone who lives in the spell casting yeah. is very aware of the intentions set, very mindful of the habits and rituals and repetition of what you're putting out in the universe. And so for me, it is in wellness. This has been the path I've been called to in the body vessel and in mentoring work that I'm here to help you cast spells, set intentions within your rituals to cultivate the better. Yeah. Cause there could be like bad witchy witches out there too. Like, right. But totally wellness, which is like, positive (laughs) cool yeah well thanks for for saying that I think that was that's a good description and um, might kind of clear up misconceptions people might assume it's more of a negative thing but um I love it um okay well cool we have so much to talk about so we're going to keep moving along tarot card reading Mm -hmm. obviously I think most people are kind of familiar with the idea you go to usually someone or a friend if they know how to do it you're given cards, cards are pulled, right? Does the person pull it or do you pull the card? So when you go to a reader, the reader will pull the cards, but every reader is different. Okay. Well, a card is pulled either way. And then the idea is that that's something that like a message that you're supposed to get right or something that you're supposed to pay attention to, but you can obviously go more in depth. That's just kind of what I've, you know, gathered but there's more to it, I'm sure. <laughs> totally. So the history of it is, is that it was created as a parlor card game in the 1400s, right? And so it became adopted. There's some gray zone in history there, right? Yeah. Of like, it became a tool of divination. And tools of divination, again, can be anything. They can be tea leaves. They can be runes. They can be the leaves that you find outside. Like anything that's aiming to bring a message through channeled mm. from the ethers from the unseen from the other side Mm -hmm. right and so tarot can really be taken in two lanes and i like to teach it in both lanes right it is a systematic way of sifting and sorting and organizing thoughts and emotions so there's this beautiful piece of like research you know that says the human brain really calms down when it looks at pictures And so a lot of therapists have been using it and are more and more coming to terms with it because there's a comfort in looking at pictures and deciphering, right, that then allows us to get to a closer part of our soul. So the system of the tarot is 78 cards, right? There's 22 major arcana cards, and then the rest are minor arcana. 
the major arcana they speak to soul-based lessons, like karmic lessons, bigger picture lessons in this lifetime. And the minor karna, arcana are about like the day-to-day stuff, mm-hmm. like how you're going to handle it in the day-to-day. Okay. So you can go to a reader and they'll pull cards for you. They may have you choose the cards. It's different. They can read in the systematic way. There is a traditional reading for each card. Like there's so many books, right? Yeah. And you can just go buy the book if you want to. Like this card traditionally means this okay. thing. Yeah. And then you can figure out how to integrate it. Or, and again, I read from both lanes. I like to educate. I want people to know the traditional aspect of the card. But then there are those of us who do have a gift for it for whatever reason messaging comes through. There are certain, you know, languages that is not our own doing. It's not the story we're cultivating. It's what's coming through in the cards. And I am, and others are intuitive readers or psychic readers. And so that messaging really depends on the relationship between the person and the reader who that reader, you know, channels typically who their guides and guardians are that they work with and do you trust them? Right. right? And so the analytical human brain can be really safe and secure in the system of it. Oh, it's just cool. It's just a card game. Great. Or if you're really on the woo woo spiritual path and you're like, no, 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 no. Like, these channeled messages, this messaging, this is for me, this is the path, this is the way that it's coming through. And again, whatever cultivates better, whatever works for you, whatever becomes empowerment, whatever allows you to make decisions from a more calm and anchored space, then it's a fit, you know? And if you're like, that totally does not resonate with me, then it's not for you, boo, you know? Yeah. Or, I mean, even too, it could be the reader and you aren't meshing well. Cause I mean, any of us have been yes. to mediums, I've been to plenty, but there's certain ones that you kind of like jive with and others you're like, eh, look, I just don't feel a connection. So it could be the yeah. same with tarot card readings, right? Yeah. Absolutely. It's super important. And that's always been my experience as like personal trainer and coach also. Like if you do not gel yeah. with your tarot reader, your coach, your train, like get out, mm-hmm. just don't like, there's a frequency yeah. thing, yeah. right? Totally. You either trust them or you don't. And if you're not in trust, it's, it's not going to do anybody. No. Good. Yeah, totally. Okay. Well, that's super cool. Okay. So like, I'm just pulling this like out of my ass. Cause he's my language, but like, I'm like, <laughs> okay, you got like a card on money. I mean, I'm sure it's like more specific, some of them, but, um, you could one, like you said, you could read like the standard like book and say like, okay, this is about money, like how it plays a part in your life. Like you're, you're like having struggles with it, da, da, da. And then you could also, how you read, like tie in. I'm also getting through that specifically, like you're really worried about it within your career right now. Like, is that something, is that kind of like how it could play out something? Absolutely. That's really neat. It makes it more personalized. Yes. Yeah. And so the way that I work with clients is typically through magical mentoring, which is a four month process. So I don't do a a lot of one-off readings anymore. So I'm working with clients long-term, but they're coming to me for that life coaching aspect, but it's channeled. So like when we do a five card reading, uh, a to-do list is channeled through it. Like Mm -hmm. they'll ask a question of how to move through certain things in their life and we just let the to-dos come through. And yeah. sometimes they're super practical. You know, it's like, get your resume in order. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. sometimes they're super woo-woo where it's like, you just need to like sit and repeat this mantra. And it's, you know, the energetics then take care of sure. things. Okay. So you do incorporate tarot card reading sometimes in your personal mentoring, your individual like life coach or mentoring the the mentoring work is is based in the tarot it is the channeled messaging that comes through so there absolutely has to be trust between me and the mentee and the messaging that comes through in the tarot but that's one of your specialties is like because i've again like i've gone to like tons of channelers but they've never used cards but that's something that you really work a lot with okay that's cool yeah yeah okay yeah and it's one of those that as a channeler too i don't need them. Yeah. It just makes things a whole lot faster and a whole lot it's like, easier. It's like a physical thing to like show and like talk about. And it, for some people that must be very, maybe it is, it makes it more like tangible that for people that might be a little bit more like skeptical of this stuff too. And they're like, Ooh, this feels on, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah. Okay. That's really neat. I had no idea that it was so far back in history. 1400. Yeah. That's crazy. 
Yeah. And the original deck, the original artwork that typically everything's based on is the Rider Waite deck. And the artwork was done by a woman, which is also fascinating cool. for that period of time. Yeah, that is. Right? Whoa. So the, there's just really neat layers. Yeah. Yeah. That's really neat. Cool. Okay. And so then in your personal mentoring, what else do you do? Um, you do the cards. You obviously must just do like channeling work. Do you do the stuff in person or online with people or both? It's all online. Okay. I since 2013 when we launched the original wellness studio online, um that's where everything is. Okay. I have autoimmune issues, it helps me manage my energies better mm -hmm. and as an empath and a channel, it gives an interesting um layer of protection to it. Oh, interesting. Okay. And efficiency. Yeah. So everything is online, but my magical mentees, we do a phone call mid-month. So every okay. month they will get a recorded reading with their to-do list, then mid-month we check in and that call is usually 75 minutes okay. to sort through all of it. Like, did they do their to-dos that were channeled yeah. through? Sure. Okay. And how are the energetics playing out? Okay. And then, but if someone did a card reading with you, would you, you would do it over Zoom? I, I don't actually meet in real okay. time with them. Okay. So they'll okay. send me, we'll go through and figure out their question uh -huh. and I will record it. I the see. channeled okay. aspect of it is much more efficient. Mm. Um, when we're in person one-on-one, -on -one, I used to do them live. We as humans really like to talk yeah. and we like to offer, mm -hmm. right. And be in communication and in channeling, it's like, it just needs to come through. Mm. Like clients end up getting more because it's an hour of channeled totally. information, yeah. you know, or 30 minutes to an hour. And that way then they can process it. It's really important as humans for us to receive messaging and not interrupt messaging. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. so the readers do it all kinds of different ways. Yeah. This is the process that has worked best for yeah. me and, and really genuinely cool gives more value, right? Sure. Cause like how nice is it for someone to be giving to you for that period of time uninterrupted? Yes. Yeah, that is neat. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Cause I've had it, you know, in person, um, I've had it over zoom. I've had readings, I've had, um, phone call. And then I've also had via email, some guy that I worked with. Um, he, he was like, I'd actually just prefer to to just write to you like your guides are coming through so it's crazy how different it can come through and that's what's so fascinating when I was like you can just talk to me on the phone and feel it and she's like oh yeah like I can tell totally. already about you and your da 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 and I'm like that is so neat so it's neat how each you know channeler has like you said and also that is interesting about the protection of your energy and with mm -hmm. you some of your um like you said your diagnosis it might be easier for the energy levels too so that's neat that you've been able to kind of make it work for you and your clients yeah, absolutely. It's been a process of trying, yeah. you know, and a little trial and error of like what works, what doesn't work. Totally. Um, but this setup and this template has, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. The transitions that mentees go through and the magic and the things that they manifest that almost seem like they're not intending them to, mm. right? Like the to-do list through the tarot readings can be so subtle and keep them in the day-to-day -day, mm -hmm. that by the end of the four months, they're like, what the, I don't know if we can curse or not. That's okay. Like, I already you know, just, okay. I'm like, what the heck? You know, like I like to drop the F-bomb a lot, but <laughs> you know, it's like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Like I was focused on these tiny things. I have a whole new career. Like finances are not an issue anymore. This relationship, we're not struggling anymore. We've decided to, I mean, it's not all implosive sure. like that, yeah. but it's very, it just works. Yeah. That's super cool. Dang, I love it. Okay, so you do that and then, but then what about the, um, I'm kind of trying to understand like your business model too then. So then if people want to come do Pilates and stuff, there are actual like physical studios and stuff too. It's not a physical studio. Oh, okay. So the original platform of Unicorn Wellness mm -hmm. Studio is based in the movement practice. So we launched that in 2013 and that is the heartbeat and the foundation nice. of the work that I do. Okay. Um, they're 30 minute movement practices. Okay. So it's a map practice based in Pilates, you'll see yoga variations, you'll see strength and conditioning variations. Um, but they are each macro micro cycled in a four week training cycle, right? In alignment with the lunar cycle and the current Zodiac season. Okay. 
So it has genuine fitness chops of moving you through balance of strength and mobility with a focus on the core because it's Pilates based, right? But it works a little extra because the week of the new moon is our constructive rest week. So that full week is, you know, six days of stretching, which is not a do nothing scenario, right? It's allowing moon is full. When the moon is new. new. Okay. So when it's had just been full and it's starting its cycle over. So we have this, I th- I consider the new moon to be like the beginning of the cycle because it's new. So okay. it's dark of the moon. Okay. And so we start there. You'd say we start there yeah. in full stretches for okay. six days. Okay. Then we have two weeks where you're asking for moderate effort in our mat practice. Each one is 30 minutes. And then at the full moon, because the full moon in theory is supposed to juice us with energetics to finish complete and launch, right? That's the week that in our movement pattern, it asks the most of our effort. Okay. And then we circle back around again. So it's like, if you've worked with a personal trainer, I mean, I always, I was personal trainer for years. So this is said with love and reverence, (laughs) you really hire us to macro micro cycle Mm. you in order for you to get results. So you don't burn out. And so you don't get injured. Yeah. You can't be hard all the time. No, if there's no rest, Mm -hmm. there are literally no results because Mm -hmm. the transition phase, the cultivation of results happens in the rest stages. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So Um, most people come to me through Unicorn Wellness Studio. They become a member on the site. They're looking for a movement practice. I also have a guided meditation on the site that's an energetic healing every month. Mm -hmm. They have the new moon and the full moon tarot readings. They have a new moon and a full moon energy forecast from me. And they start to really cycle with the energy that's cool right and it brings them into this whole different concept of like how to treat a vessel how to show grace for themselves oh wow i actually get way more results in the physical body if i do less like people are blown away and that's cool you designed it around like the moon and like you said like we are so connected to the energy of the earth other planets the moon the sun that you know space like yeah, that's actually brilliant how you kind of designed your. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I like I had that moment of like, oh, this is not me thinking this. This is something coming yeah. through. And I was like, why does no one else do this? Yeah, that's really neat because there's so much going on. I feel like even with our womenly cycles or like, I mean, you know, even people that are like skeptical of all this stuff, I'm like, we are, we know like the tides are connected. Like there's so much, even my friends that are nurses, they're like, whenever it's a full moon, our ER rooms are full. Like there's something going on. It's crazy. There's connectedness, energy, like it's happening. You cannot doubt it. And that's brilliant. I have to say, whenever there's a full moon, I feel like I don't sleep as well. Like, because I think I'm more like wired. Absolutely. So this is why the movement practice is as it is. It's super common for people not to sleep. We're under an eclipse right now as we Mm. record this. Mm. I've been awake at 4 a.m. every morning like, hey, moon, what's up? Yeah, (laughs) I I look at the moon sometimes. I'm like, hey, like I see you. Like I want to sleep better tonight. Like what are you doing? Like shining into my room. Uh, yeah totally I wake up in our last apartment the moon would always be in that window yeah. and so I would wake up and go what do you want me to yeah, know right like, now like, hi. What, what messaging yeah. is trying to get through totally uh that's funny um okay well now I feel like I have a better understanding that's really neat so it's it's something where you can do this like virtually on your own time but it's there for you um I, that's really cool Good yeah. Job. So it's a full, like the platform, the way it's designed, we, we, div- we created the original platform, but you know, you have a new movement series every three days. So there's a cycle within a cycle. Okay. If you, all the movement patterns are multi-level classes. So it's like you go into a mixed level class, right. And you just listen to the cueing that I give. You do as much as you can do things you can't do. Don't worry about it. Cause yeah. we're going to be past it here in just a second. Do yeah. the next thing. Yeah. And it does, it aims to cultivate cultivate real results, right. In the vessel, but in a very kind, a very thoughtful and a long game perspective mm-hmm. in connection to the energetics of play. Yes. And it's kind of got some physical, but also like sp- spiritual internal, which I think is obviously they're very connected. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> well, yeah. some people may not think that, but Well, and this is the heart of what I teach, right? For those who are spiritually minded, we're a spiritual being having a physical experience. Mm -hmm. And so we know that, 
But sometimes from a spiritual aspect, we try to bypass the 3D because we want to be all high vibe. But the reality is, is we're here for a purpose, on purpose. We have to deal with the 3D incarnation. The vessel is the home of our soul. Mm -hmm. It's heaven on earth. So the tending to the vessel, you know, making friends, making peace with the vessel, learning it's designed to move. Mm -hmm. So learning how to move with it in respect rather than beating it up, Mm. which as a culture is what we do. We teach toxic masculinity in all of its aspects. It's very empowering, super spiritual to get into real embodiment and an embodiment just becomes this catchphrase that we all go, Oh yeah, I want that. But nobody knows what the hell it means. It's listening to the vessel taking that pause and go, how do you feel today? little vessel, what do you need? You need some more water? Do you need to go take a jog or do you need to go foam roll? Like these are different things. Yeah. Being intuitive, listening to yourself, talking to yourself, loving yourself, healing. You have the power. Yes. It's all there. I love that. I want it. That's really cool that you said that um, about, oh my gosh, I just lost my train of thought. No, because there's like so much that we're talking about. That's so amazing. Oh, heaven on earth. I always say that I feel like it's here now for us. What it tell me about what you think about that. Well, I think being human is a real weird brain bend. It is. Especially on, you know, I always talk about how humaning is really hard and like, you know, being shoved in a skin suit is like really rude. And, and we so don't know where we're of- coming from. Like, I mean, you can channel that, but like, we're like trying to figure this out. Like, what? Why do we have this veil? This is so confusing. And I yeah. think that those who are very connected, spiritually minded, those who are channels, those who are minister, you know, like all of these like practitioner aspects of it, our soul remembers what it feels like to be infinite, right? And to to, to feel safe in everything. And then you get into a vessel and you're like, well, this shit's broken and that's a hot mess. And now I have to tend to this and I have to feed it too. Like, this is really rude. So I do think, I mean, mine's more of a karmic perspective on it, right? Like we have lessons that our soul has agreed to. We become, you know, a 3D incarnation to work and to learn. And I do think that the 3D being a human is the gauntlet. Like, you're going to survive this one. How, how are you going to do better this time? Right. It's all the triggers. Yeah. And so we continue to come back, right. To, to move through more of them, to heal through more of them, to make it better, to find that space of forgiveness for the hard things and to bend, you know, the, the collective towards the better. And it doesn't happen quickly. No. <laughs> yeah. I've been told I've been here like 10,000 times. So, you know, if that's true, I'm like, this sounds exhausting, but I keep coming back and apparently I'm very drawn to the earth. I don't know. Well, that's, you know, for those who are old souls who have had multiple incarnations, you get exhausted with humans. You're like, your humanity is really in your way right now. Like, why are we being so mean? Why is this so ugly? It doesn't have to be this way. We're making choices. We're templating things. Like we have free will. That's Mm. what it's for. Free will is the biggest magic we have, Mm -hmm. right? We make choices. We make agreements. into big trouble, but yes. Yeah. Well, yes. Collectively. But as as much trouble as it can get us into, it can also get us out of it. Absolutely. Which is, I think, obviously what we're in the very thick of right now. Yeah, exactly. Big turning point. (sighs) Okay. But I guess I meant kind of like, I I do think you're right. I I think both of those thoughts, like I think the other day I was like talking to my husband, I'm like, this feels in a way like a cruel game in some ways, like my human brain, like God just wanted to have this experience through all of us. It's exhausting. Like, can't we just all like figure it out and be happy and just like live in like a heavenly state forever? Like we're good. You know what I mean? But then I'm also like, okay, we do have heaven on earth right now. Like whenever I look outside, I'm just like looking at trees. This is such a beautiful, amazing place. This is heavenly. It's just, there happens to be some hard times mixed in. Right. I mean, it's amongst us, heaven and evil, good and bad, but we do have access to heavenly aspects now here absolutely yeah just yes to all of it you know but I think a lot of people think it's like this place that you go it's heaven like it's but it's actually here too available it's our soul yeah I mean that's it because the only reference point we ever really have is our soul Mm -hmm. 
that's that's the infinite stardust that keeps happening through so it is in my mind it is not external it is here yeah it is how we connect Mm -hmm. to the sensual pleasures and being a 3d vessel Mm -hmm. as well as how can we you know balance our humanity with our divinity keep one foot in the ethers and in the stars Mm -hmm. and in the progress and then one foot very present in the right now yeah experience yeah it's it's all about balance because I feel like I would like to spend more time with my foot outside of because I, I am just so here and I have been for so long but I'm in this like deep awakening process I started the show and I've been learning so much and I think we forget sometimes we're so distracted here it's so easy to just kind of like have blinders on but there's so much available to us yeah absolutely so. I taught a master class this morning and um uh, the coach who was teaching with me, you know, we just talk about that, that you just have to try a lot of things, right? It's from the beginning of this conversation. It's like you come from religion and Christianity is so prevalent. Like we all probably dip our toe in there, uh, uh, you know, at some point, but there's so many other things to try and that we're meant to be expansive. God consciousness, divine spirit, that is expansive, Look at all the shit it made. Like yeah. you think he's only going to come up with one variation of spirituality. Yeah. Like yeah. he's got eons, you yeah. know, it has eons. Like the consciousness is the trying things is so important as a human, because especially like as a coach and a mentor, right. Clients are coming because they want to solve some things. They want to move through some things and they don't want to repeat things. And so when we haven't found the tools, the tactics, the habits, the thing that solves, it just means you haven't tried enough stuff yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. And then it is kind of how I end up with a lot of clients. Cause they're like, well, I haven't tried the woo woo path yet. Here we go. Yeah. Right. What do I have and to lose? <laughs> yeah. Like let's try. Sure. That's all. Yeah. I know. That's funny. I have my Christian like friends will be like, not to like put labels, but just since we're talking about that, cause they think a lot of the stuff is just like probably like psychopath, you know, whatever, like planets or consciousness, whatever. Like you talk to the moon, like, you don't know, but they will be like, okay, this is like, so woo woo. Like you, you would love it. Like I was like deep breathing and I'm like, girl, like get it. Like it's there for you. Like anybody can do it. It doesn't matter what God or whatever you follow, you know, so it's all the same. <laughs> it is all the same. Right. It's, and that's the, the brain bend because as humans, we want to be right. And we, it's, and you want the story, like you said, tied up in a bow. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we're, not to go too far out, but right. Like, I mean, we keep referencing it. Like the place that we are as a consciousness, as a collective is like hyper polarized, yeah. right? Like that's not how even science works, right? You have duality. Yes. And mm-hmm. like energy is neither created nor destroyed. It doesn't just end up on two different sides. It's going to circulate and spiral in and out of things. Right. And so I think what's most important as humans on a spiritual journey is to really learn how to live in the duality in the yes. And actually you're not wrong. You're just not right for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be a different world if everybody was able to say that or think that way. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't have a job then maybe. Yeah, maybe. Well, <laughs> we wouldn't have anything to talk about. Everyone's just like, we're good. We are one. No. Um, Okay, well, this is a good segue because I've been kind of, just because it's relevant, I've been asking pretty much every guest I have on, what is their perception of what's going on right now in the world? And not, we don't have to get too like specific. I think you kind of probably know some of the things I'm referencing without even having to ask, but just in collective, we've been through quite a bit in the last almost two years in many different aspects, and I think there's more to come, more turbulence, and also more awakening. Um what do you feel is going on? Have you gotten any channeling that's been coming through? And also, do you have any in, for a positive, you know, ask, like as we're kind of closing, just something positive for people? Um, how can we deal with this? What can we do? What are some ways we can work on healing and staying centered in all this chaos? Absolutely. I think that right now, what we're really experiencing is a collective healing, right? And so anybody who's gone through a healing or a spiritual awakening, it is the dark night of the soul. It is the breakdown for the breakthrough. And so if we look at 3D level things to spiritually based things, 
everything be breaking down because it don't work. Yeah. Right. It's broken. It's been broken for a really long time. And just like in a physical vessel, when you go through disorder and dis-ease in the vessel, the the ailment didn't happen in that moment. It's always a buildup, sure. you know? And if you have an injury, it's typically not, the injury didn't happen in that moment either. It was a buildup of imbalance in the body and this one thing happened and it set it all off. Sure. So we're definitely in the breakdown for the breakthrough, like on a astrological level, we're entering into, you know, the Pluto return for the United States. Pluto is God of the underworld. The, the, you know, tiny snippet of Pluto is change or die, meaning not like it's, it's actually not negative, right? It's like leaning into the shadows of like, what isn't working? What has never worked? What have you pretended is working, but it's not. You know, it's like every shadow of ours, particularly for the U.S., is like, hey, look at me. Yeah. What are you going to do about me now? Oh, right? Boy. Yeah. And so it feeds into if you want to affect change on the external collective, the only thing we ever have any sovereignty or control over is ourselves. So change always happens from within the way we treat ourselves with grace, the way we start to look at duality. Actually, I'm not wrong. There's no shame in this. There's no like, actually, there is no good or bad. It's the value we put on things. And I decide to shift the value. That's all, right? And so when we start to learn those things as a one unique human, then the way we engage with others, the allowances we give them or the non-allowances we give them, like the boundaries that have just been rolled over for eons, all of a sudden, people stand up and go, hard stop, big pass, not anymore, right? And so it's a growth spurt, and that's why it's so uncomfortable and becomes polarized because those of us who say, that doesn't work for me anymore on a very large collective level, totally. and the other person goes, well, that's not working for me now because I don't get to tread all over you. Yeah. It's this bumping, and it's ego, and it's mm-hmm. comfort. And there's a lot so, of ego death going on, which is like yes. uncomfortable, but also super empowering at the same time. But, but some of us are like here and then some of us are here. Like that's, you know, it's just like this constant. Yeah. Yes. And so, you know, our own growth spurts are one thing, mm-hmm. but when we're bumping up against other people's or other people's, you know, not everybody's going to do the work. Not everybody's going to grow. Sure. Then we have to figure out, how do we navigate that? Yep. What do we do with that? Yep. And so I just see it as this epic opportunity to heal, right? Like even in, in the pandemic, like that was a Saturn, you know, conjunction that Saturn is, you know, father time. He's the father of the cosmos. Mm. He says, sit your ass down. He grounds you. Mm. Go home, sit down. Think about the bullshit that we just were happened. literally forced to stay in yes. our houses. Yeah. Yes. And so then you're, you know, forced to like reevaluate your life. And yeah, what is this life I'm living? Who am I stirring with? What have I cultivated if I don't have a place to go? And if I'm not earning my worth, then what? Right. Right? Mm -hmm. And it has forced a we over me perspective, although we tend to be very selfish in this culture. It's very adolescent and it aggrandizes my choice. My what can I buy? What can I purchase? You know, there's no toilet paper. Right. <laughs> right. I still can't get it's, damn freaking paper towel at Costco. I'm telling you, I keep oh going and it's still having a problem. Like what the hell? Like, just- right. Well, just this, like, again, as a spiritual teacher, everything has its lessons. You know, there's a way to cultivate. It's like, well, cause maybe we should be using more fabric. Yeah. You know, and I literally was just about to say that. I'm like, that is my advice. I will tell you. It's so funny. Like literally that is my advice. I'm not, I, yeah. I have no substance issues. I have no pro- like addiction I'm very like sterile, like that's my issue, like germy. And I just like love a good, like, cause I know it's clean, but trust me, I've been going through way more dish towels. I'm trying cause I have this like, messy baby, but I have this like obsession with paper towels. It's just so easy to like clean stuff. And, but I know it's not good for the environment. <laughs> well, it just forces our perspective to shift. Yeah. Right. And so like, this is spirituality 101 and healing 101 and awakening 101. The universe, if you are not listening to the whispers and the soft, you know, guidance, yeah. they're going to make it so uncomfortable. They will push you out of places yes. so that you will learn things. Yeah. And so we're just like uncomfortable, like all over the place. Happening. I really think it will. Like I just have this intuition. I've been hearing other, you know, friends and channelers saying like, just buckle up, dude, because. Oh, 
I feel like, well, I, I always feel like there's a, a duality path, right? Like the lessons of the collective are not always the lessons of the individual. If you've been on path and you're healing and working through things for 2022, you can really be entering into a place of auspiciousness and abundance, Mm -hmm. right? But if you've been in resistance to everything that's going down and trying to mind your way out of it and not get connected to source, Mm -hmm. right? And then you gonna have some more trouble. That's true. That is very so, true. Yeah. Because source and spirit one, you know, does protect. And when you're in, but again, the lessons of the collective are not always the lessons of the individual. Yes. Yeah, that's true. And you can have kind of both too. Like I do feel like because I've gotten deeper in a spiritual, as far as like fear goes, like I haven't being a germ phobe, haven't like feared COVID as much as I probably would have in the past. I'm still very aware of it. I know it's real. I'm humble. Like I try to take my precautions, but I also am just like, I do my daily mantras. Like I'm unavailable for it. Like I feel healthy. I envision myself being healthy. I am protected. I have a white light, like all the things. And I truly believe that to my core. What else can I do? I got to live my life. But then, you know, it's uncomfortable when there's panic all the time and I like fall for a second and then I pick my, you know what I mean? And so it's like the cycle, but I, I hear what you're saying. Like, I'm preparing that there might be some crazy stuff happen, uncomfortable things. I think we're not done when it comes to like our financial stuff's going to go probably crazy in the next five years, whatever. Political will never, it's, I mean, not will never, it's got a long ways to go. I think there's going to be, you know, natural disasters. Obviously there's been lots of fires in the last few summers. Like there's going to still just be crazy things. But like you said, if you have that ability to tap into what you know that there's more, it will help you sail through all this stuff with more ease. Um, it's, it's wild. You can, you can. And even auspiciousness. I mean, this is the crazy craziness of a 3d human incarnation. You know, those who are not awake, the the energies are getting big about trying to pay attention and trying to shift, you know? And so it is a lot to take in. The astrology has, Given us signals and signs the whole way, yeah. you know, like how it plays out. We're always like, I wonder how this is really going to go. Yeah. Like, but it, it hasn't been an unknown, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we chose this incarnation. We agreed to it at the very least. Yeah. There's no way out, but through. And mm-hmm. so we circle full circle back to this 3d experience in this vessel all we can do is find the things that keep us grounded, that keep us stable, that keep us healthy in our vessel to continue the work, to continue to move the energetics forward. And that's going to look like different things to different people, but it's starting to look more like a real efficient mat practice and a tarot practice and a meditation practice. I mean, I've never made more sense than in a pandemic, right? Because the tools, most people have no idea how to navigate trauma. It's part of the issue of the United States. You know, they want to hide from it. They want to soothe. But, you know, trauma is anything that it was bad that you didn't get a say in, but you still have to experience and move through. Right. So we're experiencing trauma at a collective level. Yeah. I was actually going to ask you that really quick. Um, The COVID, for instance, I've heard this from many, you know, channelers too. Like it was actually manifested collectively. Oh yeah. But explain well, that to people. And like, how do you explain that? Like, why would, you know, why, I mean, I kind of understand it, but for people that are listening, why would we choose to like have this horrible experience and people that are dying and exiting the earth and like, why would we collectively do this? And it's maybe it's obviously subconscious, I would say. Or- I think so. I think there's layers. And I think that every spiritual teacher will have a different yeah. variation of a viewpoint. Right. But like, basic energetics 101 where attention goes energy flows so if you are intent on something happening you are juicing it Mm. to come to fruition again this you know you can prove manifestation of these types of energetics and there is scientific proof of like visualization and like focusing on things happening like you can get muscle mass to improve in your vessel by spending like 15 minutes a day thinking about it interesting that's proven. Right. So, you know, again, we're juicing things with our thoughts again, why intention and spell work and reclaiming the narrative of the witch is so important. Where are you putting your intention and your energy and your juice, right? Fear is so much easier. 
because it's simple and it puts the onus on everyone else and you become the victim. I can't do anything about it. Right. And so there's that level. Then there's the level of what as a collective or greater collective, do we need to learn? We need to learn that we're all connected. We're not separate. So what better way to prove that point than a virus that needs a host that is just going to jump from person to person. Right. So like, you know, the Kevin, six degrees of Kevin Bacon, just like 10 X. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So then you layer on, it attacks the lungs mostly. Right. Like main. Yeah. So the lungs are, are grief centers. Mm. This is where disorder and disease like coagulates and solidifies when we don't get into grief, mourning, and loss, when we don't honor that aspect of human healing, it will build up. Interesting. Right? That, see, I mean, when it stuff. all went down, I was like, whoa, like my brain was like. This is the kind of know. stuff that I like. Is I never thought about that specifically, the respiratory aspect of it. And it treats, it, it creates, you know, in vessels, it, it mimics and then creates autoimmune issues, yeah. like where the vessel attacks itself. Right. So here we are as humans and in a culture that, we, you know, are built on slavery. Like we have just unlimited amounts of inequalities happening that the only people who are perceived to be winning are white males, right? Even I say that the white ladies in the room need more help than anybody else of which I am one, right? Like, because we think we have privilege and freedom, but we don't. Yeah. And so we need to get really clear about where the grief, the mourning and the loss is because that's on the spectrum of healing, right? Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is really important, yes. right? But we cannot get to that until we're like, have been mad and yeah. sad go about it. the shit that's gone down. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that you said perceived because really there's not that many of them, but yet they hold the power and the wealth of the world. They do yes. to some degree, but they really don't have as much power as we give them you know what I mean? Like it's, that's a whole other episode, but absolutely it's about perspective and there's more of us than them. And we have so much more ability to, to put out the energy and change things, which is what's actually happening right now. So that's actually a good thing. It's just really hard going through it sometimes. Change is slow. Yeah. Right. And for those who have, you know, reversed or witnessed or gone through birthing of a child, a birth, a, a rebirth is painful and traumatic. Right. The fact that child and mother ever survive is a miracle. And so we're rebirthing ourselves. Right. And we have a lot of catch up healing to do. And so we're just witnessing that on the collective level, like as a healer and as someone who's been through it. Right. The disorder, the breakdown of the vessel because of the buildup of the energetics and the trauma. Mm -hmm. You just from that perspective, you go, well, of course, this is happening. (sighs) When you say it like all that, it does seem it's like, duh, like, of course this is happening. (laughs) Thank you. I really wanted to, I've been hearing this like manifestation and like, I get that, but even going to like the lungs or like holding stuff in and I don't know. Thank you for that. I think that's really important for people to like understand why this is happening. And then before we close and before I um, let people know where they can find you and everything, last thing is... um, what can we, what are just a few tips that you have? Cause I, I do want to make it positive and give people hope. Okay. So we've got stuff inside in our lungs or like whatever, you know, how do we heal some of this trauma collectively? I mean, I try to like pray for the world and put good vibes out. That's one way. Right. But like, what else can we do for ourselves or other people? This will absolutely be a shameless plug because I teach what I think we absolutely need to be doing. The, you know, the name unicorn wellness, the symbolism of unicorns is infinite hope, Mm. healing, and potential, right? Their mythology is that when a unicorn presents itself, right, that it's capable of bestowing complete healing in that moment, Mm -hmm. but only to the pure of heart. Mm. So if we can work on the healing of ourselves, this exponentially lens to the collective healing. Right. And so I really absolutely believe that getting on the mat, right. We're sifting out old stagnant energies. We're becoming more connected and embodied. We can listen to things that when someone says something, or when we say something, all of a sudden it pings different and goes, Oh, Oh, actually that wasn't okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to say it that way anymore. Mm. Oh, I don't 
that's not okay that they just said, I'm just going to say a little something. You know what? That phrase is really, that doesn't work for me. Can we, can we get rid of that? Or can we rework that a little bit? The change doesn't have to be epic. It is in all the small exchanges, right? And so how do we do small exchanges better? We learn how to tend to ourselves better. And so self-care, because what is the self? Ultimately, it's the soul, because that's our unique authenticity. It's soul care, right? So for me, it is about getting on the mat consistently because it's a 3D practice of sifting and sorting. It's like sweeping the grounds every day around your home or around your building, you know? And then in meditation, because clarity will come if we make clarity welcome, but our lives are so noisy, right? They're noisy. God bless us. We're all trying real hard. But if we don't take that tiny time out, two minutes to 20 minutes is not, nobody's getting a medal for it. Like give your time of what you can to go, oh, this is what it, oh, I remember this. This is what it feels like to feel quiet. Or I, I don't actually, I don't think I ever remember quiet. That's a whole nother ball game. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And then just getting connected because I say the meditation, like people assume that you meditate and it's like, Oh God, divine ideas and like blessings. No, it's usually yeah. real busy, but just because you sitting and just pausing, <laughs> you're connecting. Just a pause. To, yes. Yeah. You're setting yourself at the altar of the universe. You're saying, I'm trying, I'm pausing. I'm right here. Yeah. I am willing you know, but you've plugged in, you've tried. And so then messaging will come through in other places because you've yeah, plugged yeah. in. And different right? times when you're ready and yada, yada. But yeah, at least just making the effort. Yeah. And then you'll see what and, follows. <laughs> and I'm just huge on the self-evolution work with a spiritual connection. It's not about good or bad. It's not about what you're eating per se, right? It's how do you approach it? What's the intention? Like, what's the goal here? Is it in love? Is it in growth? Is it in security and stability? You know, like, let's get back. I'm all about returning to basics, food, water, shelter, Mm. right? Shelter is the vessel. Mm. It it, it is transformative. I mean, like how we treat and tend our vessel and listen to it and are guided by it. It is epic and we've been missing it it is i know sometimes i feel like i was in the shower and i was just like dude you are like legit like thank you body like i picked you and you're like serving me so well and like just giving yourself like i don't do that enough but you really do like we're not very nice to ourselves in this you know collectively like you know weight issues and like shaming and like you got to get botox and do all this and like i'm not saying any of that stuff's wrong if you do that i'm just the point is like Dude, we don't give ourselves enough credit. We are amazing every day waking up, whether you have health problems or not. And, ooh, like our bodies are such a blessing. And we should totally just, that's a good meditation practice right there. Just like sit for five minutes, just grateful for my body, every cell, every heartbeat. Like it's constantly, like, you ever think about that? Like your organs are working right now. You're just taking it for granted. It is magic. I mean, the fact that you breathe and your organs function and you're not thinking about it, it is magic. It is a miracle, right? Miracles are magic. So when we get into this, like those tiny little pieces of hugging your vessel and going, gosh, we've been through quite a bit. Thank Thank you so much. (laughs) And (laughs) Louise L. Hayes' original work. I always think it's, it is the most simple and yet, unbelievably powerful if you do a tiny bit of mirror work stand in front of the mirror state your full name and tell your damn self i love you that's a lot that goes a far long way because a lot of people don't ever have never said that to themselves their whole life probably or haven't heard it or haven't heard it or haven't been told yeah like you deserve to love yourself it's because again it starts the self-love and then you can but yeah that's a good that's beautiful because if you. no one's ever witnessed that, you know, and if people come to the site and they want to try the movement practice with me, I always say, I love you very much. Thank you for getting on the mat with me. Yeah. Right. It's like making it weird, making it normal. I love you. 
Yeah, because it does sometimes feel weird in the society to, or even it's uncomfortable, but even though I do love myself to like stand in the mirror and just look at myself, I love you. Like it's awkward kind of because I don't normally do that, but it's like, that's should be like super just easy to say. And yeah, yeah, yeah I love that. That's cool. Okay. I'm going to do that later. Yay. That's my first step. Cool. I love it. Oh, this is awesome. Thank you so much. Um, okay. Where can people find you? Instagram, your website, like everything. Okay. Instagram is Tandy underscore Gutierrez. Um, I'm there all the time. You send me a little yeah, DM. Yeah. I chat. I answer everything. I'm, it's me. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and um, best way to get connected with my work is at the website. So it's unicornwellnessstudio.com. Okay. There's a little button at the top that says start here. And if you drop your email address, we have a self-care package that we put together. I love to give things. Uh, so we like give things that nice. are really tangible and actual. So cool. it's a great way to connect and to, um, to see if this work is the thing that will help yeah. create the hope and the healing and the positivity in these times. I love it. Thank you. And we'll put, uh, your information, in our show notes too, so people can find it easily. But yeah, Tandy, okay. thank you so much. This is really fun. I really enjoyed today's conversation. Thank you for having me. It was delightful. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the content. You can find me on Instagram at Real Lauren Live and my website, Lauren.live. See you next time.